and welcome to the Legacy of Queens for Sunday, May 29th, 2022. It is episode 49, and happy Memorial Day to all of you on this special edition. Today we're looking at a wonderful singer, songwriter, this woman has done it all, pretty much. She is also an actress, and she has influenced various other artists and have often been referred to as the Queen of Pop. Her, she is noted for her continual reinvention and versatility in music production, song, songwriting, and visual presentation. She has pushed the boundaries of artistic expression in mainstream music while maintaining control over every aspect of her career. Her works, which incorporate social, political, sexual, and religious themes, have generated both controversy and critical acclaim. And as a global, globalized figure, she's also noted for her cultural impact through 20th and 21st centuries throughout. And she has her own academic subdiscipline devoted to her, named after her, called that which is the studies, scholarly reviews and literature works on her made her one of the most well-documented figures of the modern age. We're looking at, today, Madonna Louise Sissione, this episode, right now, on The Legacy of Queens. Once again, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jason Acanio, and again, a happy Memorial Day to all of you as we remember our uh, beloved uh, troops and those who fought for our country. So, of course, there's, there's time for barbecues and all that good stuff, but there's also time to remember who fought for our country, what they did, and how we have our freedom to this day. You know, Madonna moved to New York City in 1978 to pursue a career in modern dance after performing as a drummer, guitarist, and vocalist in the rock band's Breakfast Club and Emmy. She rose to solo stardom with her debut studio album, Madonna, in 1983. She followed it with a series of successful albums, including all-time bestsellers, you know, Like a Virgin, True Blue, and The Immaculate Collection as well as the Grammy Award winner's Ray of Light and Confessions on a Dance Floor. Madonna has amassed many number one singles throughout her career, including Like a Virgin, La Isla Bonita, Like a Prayer, Vogue, Take a Bow, Frozen, Music, Hung Up, and Four Minutes. But let's take a look at where she got all of this start in her early life. Madonna Louise Sicion, born on August 16, 1958, in Bay City, Michigan, to Catholic parents Madonna Louise and Silvio Anthony Tony Sicione. Her father's parents were Italian immigrants from Pacentro, while her mother was of French-Canadian descent. Tony Sicione worked as an engineer designer for Chrysler and General Motors, since Madonna had the same name as her mother. Family members called her Little Nani. She later adopted Veronica as a confirmation name while she was confirmed in the Catholic Church in 1966. She was raised in the Detroit suburbs of Pontiac in Avon Township, now Rochester Hills, alongside her two older brothers, Anthony and Martin, and three younger siblings, Paula, Christopher, and Melanie. Her mother died of breast cancer on December 1, 1963. Then in 66, Tony married the family's housekeeper, Joan Gustafson. They had two children, Jennifer and Mario, and Madonna resented her father for getting remarried and began rebelling against him, which strained their relationship for many years afterward. 
Madonna attended St. Frederick's and St. Andrew's Catholic Elementary Schools and West Middle School. She was known for her high grade point average and achieved notoriety for her unconventional behavior. Madonna would perform cartwheels and handstands in the hallways between classes, dangle by her knees from the monkey bars during recess, and pull up her skirt during class, all so that the boys could see her underwear. She later admitted to seeing herself in her youth as a lonely girl who was searching for something. I wasn't rebellious in a certain way. I cared about being good at something. I didn't shave my underarms and I didn't wear makeup like normal girls do. But I studied and got good grades. I wanted to be somebody. Madonna's father put her in classical piano lessons, but she later convinced him to allow her to take ballet lessons. Christopher Flynn, her ballet teacher, persuaded her to pursue a career in dance. Madonna later attended Rochester Adams High School and became a straight-A student as well as a member of its cheerleading squad. After graduating, she received a dance scholarship to the University of Michigan and studied over the summer at the American Dance Festival in Durham, North Carolina. Then in 78, she dropped out of college and relocated to New York City. She said of her move at to New York, it was the first time I'd ever taken a plane, the first time I'd ever gotten a taxi cab. I came here with $35 in my pocket. It was the bravest thing I've ever done. And Madonna soon found an apartment in the Alphabet City neighborhood of the East Village and had little money while working at Dunkin' Donuts and with modern dance troops taking classes at the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater and eventually performing with Pearl Lang Dance Theater. She also studied dance under the tutelage of Martha Graham, the noted American dancer and choreographer. Madonna started to work as a backup dancer for other established artists. One night while returning from, re from a rehearsal, a pair of men held her at knife point and forced her to perform Fallacio. She later found the incident to be a taste of weak of my weakness. It showed me that I still could not save myself in spite of all the strong girls show. I could never forget it. In 79, Madonna became romantically involved with musician Dan Gilroy. Shortly after meeting him, she successfully auditioned to perform in Paris with French disco artist Patrick Hernandez as his backup singer and dancer. During her three months with Hernandez's troops, she also traveled to Tunisia before returning to New York in August of 79. Madonna moved into an abandoned synagogue where Gilroy lived and rehearsed in Corona, Queens. Together they formed her first band, The Breakfast Club, for which Madonna sang and played drums and guitar. And while with the band, Madonna briefly worked as a coat check girl at the Russian Tea Room, and she made her acting debut in the low-budget indie film a Certain Sacrifice, which was not released until 1985. Then in 1980, she left the Breakfast Club with drummer Stephen Bray, who was her boyfriend in Michigan, and they formed the band Emmy and the Emmys. They rekindled their romance and moved into the music building in Manhattan. The two began writing songs together, and they recorded a four-song demo tape in November of 1980, but soon after, Madonna decided to promote herself as a solo artist. In March of 1981, Camille Barbone, who ran Gotham Records in the music building, signed Madonna to a contract with Gotham and worked as her manager until February of 1982. Madonna frequented nightclubs to get disc jockeys to play her demo. DJ Mark Caymans at Dance Terrier took an interest in her music and they began dating. Caymans arranged a meeting with Madonna and Seymour Stein, the president of Sire Records, a subsidiary of Warner Brothers Records. Madonna signed a deal for a total of three singles with an option for an album. Caymans produced her debut single, Everybody, which was released in October of 1982. Then in December in 82, Madonna performed the song live for the first time at Dance Terrier. She made her first television appearance performing Everybody on Dancing On Air in January of 1983. February of 83, she promoted the single with nightclub performances in the United Kingdom. Her second single, Burning Up, was released in March of 83. Both singles reached number three on Billboard magazine's Hot Dance Club Songs chart. And during this period, Madonna was in a relationship with artist Jean-Michael Pasquat and living at his loft in Soho. Pasquati introduced her to act to art curator Diego Cortez, who had managed some punk bands and co-founded the Mud Club. 
Madonna invited Cortez to be her manager, but he declined. Following the success of the singles, Warner hired Reggie Lucas to produce her self-titled debut album, Madonna. However, Madonna was dissatisfied with the completed tracks and disagreed with Lucas' production, techni Lucas's production techniques, so she decided to seek additional help. She asked John Jellybean Benitez, the resident DJ at Funhouse, to help finish the album's production, and a romance ensued. Benitez remixed most of the tracks and produced Holiday, which was her first international top 10 song. The album was released in July of 83 and peaked at number 8 on the Billboard 200. It yielded two top 10 singles on the Billboard Hot 100, Borderline and Lucky Star. In the fall of 83, Madonna's new manager, Freddie DeMann, secured a meeting for her with film producer John Peters, who asked her to play the part of a club singer in the romantic drama Vision Quest. January 1984, Madonna gained more exposure by performing on American Bandstand and Top of the Pops. Her image, performances, and music videos influenced young girls and women. Madonna's style became one of the female fashion trends of the 80s. Created by stylist and jewelry designer Maripol, the look consisted of lace tops, skirts over capri pants, fishnet stockings, jewelry bearing the crucifix, bracelets, and bleached hair. Madonna's popularity continued to rise globally with the release of her second studio album, Like a Virgin. In November of 84, it became her first number one album in Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Spain, the UK, and the US. Like a Virgin became the first album by a female to sell over 5 million copies in the U.S. It was later certified Diamond in by the Recording Industry Association of America and has sold over 21 million copies worldwide. The album's title track served as its first single and topped the Hot 100 chart for six consecutive weeks. It attracted the attention of conservative organizations who complained that the song and its accompanying video promoted premarital sex and undermined family values, and moralists sought to have the song and video banned. Well, Madonna received huge media coverage for her performance on Like a Virgin at the very first 1984 MTV Video Music Awards. Wearing a wedding dress and white gloves, Madonna appeared on stage atop a giant wedding cake and then rolled around suggestively on the floor. MTV retrospectively considered it one of the most iconic pop performances of all time. The second single, Material Girl, reached number two on the Hot 100, and while filming the single's music video, Madonna started dancing or dating actor Sean Penn. They married on her birthday in 1985. Madonna entered mainstream films in February of 1985, beginning with her cameo in Vision Quest. The soundtrack contained two new singles, her U.S. number one single, Crazy For You, and another track, The Gambler. She also played the title role in the 1985 comedy Desperately Seeking Susan, a film which introduced the song Into the Groove, her first number one single in the U.K. Her popularity caused the film to be perceived as a Madonna vehicle, despite how she was not billed as a lead actress. The New York Times film critic Vincent Canaby named it one of the top best ten films of 1985. Then in April of 1985, Madonna embarked on her first concert tour in North America, The Virgin Tour, with the Beastie Boys as her opening act. The tour saw the peak of Madonna's, Madonna's wannabe phenomenon, <laughs> with many female attendees dressing like her. At the time, she released two more hits, Angel and Dress You Up, making all four singles from the album peak inside the top five of the Hot 100 chart. In July, Penthouse and Playboy magazines published a number of nude photos of Madonna taken when she moonlighted as an art model in 1978. She had posed for the photographs because she needed money at the time and was paid as little as $25 a session. Publication of those photos caused a media uproar, but Madonna remained unapologetic and defiant. The photographs were ultimately sold for up to $100,000. She referred to these events at the 1985 Outdoor Live Aid charity concert, saying that she would not take her jacket off because the media might hold it against me 10 years from now. 
Then in June of 86, Madonna released her third studio album, True Blue, which was inspired by and dedicated to her husband, Penn. Rolling Stone was impressed with the effort, writing that the album sounds as if it comes from the heart. Five singles were released, Live to Tell, Papa Don't Preach, True Blue, Open Your Heart, and La Isla Bonita, three of which reached number one in the U.S. or the U.K. The album topped the charge in 28 countries worldwide, an unprecedented achievement at the time, and remains Madonna's best-selling studio album, with sales of 25 million copies. True Blue was featured in the 1992 edition of Guinness World Records as the best-selling album by a woman of all time. Madonna starred in the critically panned film Shanghai Surprise in 1986, for which she received her first Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actress. She made her theatrical debut in a production of Dave Rabe's Goose and Tom Tom, the film and both co-starred Sean Penn. The next year, Madonna was on the um, was featured in the film Who's That Girl. She she contributed four songs to its soundtrack, including the title track and Causing a Commotion. Madonna embarked on the Who's That Girl World Tour in 1987 of June, which continued until September. It broke several attendance records, including over 130,000 people in a show near Paris, which was then a record for the highest attended female concert of all time. Later that year, she released a remix album of past hits, You Can Dance, which reached number 14 on the Billboard 200. After a tumultuous two years of marriage, Madonna filed for divorce from Penn on December 4, 1987, but withdrew the petition a few weeks later. She made her Broadway debut in the production of Speed the Plow at the Royal Theater from May to August 1988, and according to the Associated Press, Madonna filed an assault, assault report against Penn after an alleged incident at their Malibu home during the New Year's weekend. Madonna... Madonna filed her divorce on January 5th, 1989, and was following the following week, she reported that no criminal charges be pressed. January of 1989, Madonna signed an endorsement deal with soft drink manufacturer Pepsi. In one Pepsi commercial, she debuted Like a Prayer, the lead single and title track for her fourth studio album. The music featured, video featured Catholic symbols such as stigmata and cross-burning, and a dream of making love to a saint, leading the Vatican to condemn the video. Religious groups sought to ban the commercial and boycott Pepsi products. Pepsi revoked the commercial and canceled her sponsorship contract. Like a Prayer <clears throat> topped the charts in many countries, becoming her seventh number one on the Hot 100. Madonna co-wrote and co-produced the album Like a Prayer with Patrick Leonard, Stephen Bray, and Prince. Music critic J.D. Considine from Rolling Stone praised it as close to art as pop music gets, proof not only that Madonna should be taken seriously as an artist, but that hers is one of the most compelling voices of the 80s. Like a Prayer peaked at number one on the Billboard 200 and sold 15 million copies worldwide. Other successful singles from the album were Express Yourself and Cherish, both peaked at number two in the U.S. as well as the U.K. Top 5, Dear Jesse, and the U.S. Top 10, Keep It Together, by Me and the Boys. By the end of the 90s, or the 80s, Madonna was named as the Artist of the Decade by MTV, Billboard, and Musician Magazine. She starred as Breathless Mahoney in the film Dick Tracy with Warren Beatty playing the title role. The film went to number one on the U.S. box office for two weeks, and Madonna received a Saturn Award nomination for Best Actress. To accompany the film, she released the soundtrack album I'm Breathless, which included songs inspired by the film's 1930s setting. It also featured the U.S. number one song Vogue and Sooner or Later. While shooting the film, Madonna began a relationship with Beatty, which dissolved shortly after the premiere. April 1990, she began her Blonde Ambition World Tour, which ended in August. Rolling Stone called it an elaborately choreographed, sexually provocative extravaganza and proclaimed it the best tour of 1990. The tour generated strong negative reaction from religious groups for her performance of Like a Virgin, during which two male dancers caressed her body before she simulated masturbation. In, re in response, Madonna said, 
The tour in no way hurts anybody's sentiments. It's for open minds and gets them to see sexuality in a different way, their own and others. The live recording of the tour won Madonna her first Grammy Award in the category of Best Logic Form Music Video. That's incredible. The Immaculate Collection, Madonna's first greatest hits compilation album, was released in November of 1990. It included two new songs, Justify My Love and Rescue Me. The album was certified diamond by RIAA and sold over 31 million copies worldwide, becoming the best-selling compilation album by a solo artist in history. Justify My Love reached number one in the U.S., becoming her ninth number one. Her then-boyfriend model, Tony Ward, co-starred in the music video, which featured some sadomasonism bondage, same-sex Madonna, outside North America. That was released in May of 1991. Chronicling her blonde ambition world tour became the highest grossing documentary of all time. See that one? I think I did. Yeah. And then, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, and brief nudity. She'll, uh, we'll see. Um, her then boyfriend, Tony Ward, co starred in the music video, which features scenes of sadomasochism. Bonded, same-sex kissing, and brief nudity. The video was deemed too sexually explicit for MTV and was banned from the network. Her first documentary film, Truth or Dare, known as In Bed with Madonna Outside North America, was released in May of 91. Chronicling her blonde ambition world tour became the highest-grossing documentary of all time, surpassed 11 years later by Michael Moore's Bowling for Columbine. We're going to take a commercial break. Well, not a commercial break, but a quick break. And when we come back, we'll look at more of Madonna right after this.
Alright, welcome back to the Legacy of Queens. It's episode 49 here on Sunday, May 29, 2022. We're continuing our look at Madonna and her legacy as she is still very active in the music world and of course with all of her other great ambitions and things. We now focus to 1992 to 1997. She starred in the movie A League of Their Own as May Mordabetto a baseball player on an all-woman's team. It reached number one on the box office and became the 10th highest-grossing film in the U.S. She recorded the film's theme song, This Used to Be My Playground, which became her 10th number one on the Billboard Hot 100, the most by any female artist at the time. April 1992, Madonna founded her own entertainment company, Maverick, consisting of a record company, Maverick Records, a film production company, Maverick Films, and associated music publishing, television broadcasting, book publishing, and merchandising divisions. The deal was a joint venture with Time Warner and paid Madonna an advance of $60 million. It gave her 20% royalties from the music proceedings, the highest rate in the industry at the time. The equal, equaled only by Michael Jackson's royalty rate established a year earlier with Sony. Her company later went on to become one of the most successful artist-run labels in history, producing multi-platinum artists such as Alanis Morissette and Michelle Branch. Later that year, Madonna co-sponsored the first museum retrospect for her former boyfriend, Jean-Michael Pasquad, at the Whitney Museum of American Art. October 1992... Madonna simultaneously released her fifth studio album, Erotica, and her coffee table book, Sex, consisting of sexually provocative and explicit images. Photographed by Stephen Maisel, the book received strong negative reaction from the media and the general public, but sold 1.5 million copies at $50 each in a matter of days. The widespread backlash overshadowed Erotica, which ended up as her lowest-selling album at the time. Despite positive reviews, it became her first studio album since her debut album, Not to Score Any Topper in the U.S. The album entered the Billboard 200 at number two and yielded the hot 100 top 10 hits, Erotica and Deeper Deeper. Madonna continued her provocative imagery in the 93 erotic thriller Body of Evidence, a film which contained scenes of sadomasochism and bondage. It was poorly received by critics, and she also starred in the film Dangerous Game, which was released straight to video in North America. The New York Times described the film as angry and painful, and the pain feels real. Let's see, in September of 93, Madonna embarked on the girly show in which she dressed as a whip-cracking dominatrix surrounded by topless dancers. In Puerto Rico, she rubbed the island's flag between her legs on stage, resulting in outrage among the audience. March of 1994, she appeared as a guest on The Late Show with David Letterman using profanity that required censorship on television and handing Letterman a pair of her panties and asking him to smell it. The releases of her sexually explicit book, album, and film, and the aggressive appearance on Letterman all made critics question Madonna as a sexual renegade. Critics and fans reacted negatively, who commented that she had gone too far and that her career was over. Around this time, Madonna briefly dated basketball player Dennis Rodman and rapper Tupac Shakur. Biographer J. Randy Tara Borelli described her ballad, I'll Remember, as an attempt to tone down her provocative image. The song was recorded for Alec Keshian's 1994 film, With Honors. She made a subdue appearance on with Letterman at an awards show and appeared on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno after realizing that she needed to change her musical direction in order, in order to sustain her popularity. With her sixth studio album, Bedtime Stories, Madonna's employed a softer image to try to improve the public reception. The album debuted as number three on the Billboard 200 and generated two U.S. top five hits, Secret and Take a Bow, the latter topping the Hot 100 for seven weeks, the longest period of any Madonna single. Something to Remember, which is a collection of ballads, was released in November of 95. The album featured three new songs, You'll See, One More Chance, and a cover of Marvin Gaye's I Want You. 
An enthusiastic collector of modern art, Madonna sponsored the first major retrospective of Tina Madotti's work at the Philadelphia Museum of Art in 1995. In 96, she sponsored an exhibition of Basquat's paintings at the Ser Ser Serpentine Gallery in London. The following year, she sponsored artist Cindy Sherman's retrospective at the MOMA in New York. February of 96, Madonna began filming the musical Evita in Argentina. For a long time, Madonna had desired to play Argentine political leader Eva Perón and wrote to director Alan Parker to explain why she would be perfect for the part. After securing the title role, she received vocal coaching and learned about the history of Argentina and Perón. During filming, Madonna became ill several times after finding out that she was pregnant and from the intense emotional effort required with the scenes. Upon Rita's release in December of 96, Madonna's performance received praise from the film critics. Zach Connor of Time Magazine remarked, It's a relief to say that Evita is pretty damn fine, well cast, and handsomely visualized. Madonna once again confounds our expectations. For the role, she won the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress in Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. The Evita soundtrack, containing songs mostly performed by Madonna, was released as a double album. It included You Must Love Me and Don't Cry For Me, Argentina. The latter reached number one in countries across Europe. Madonna was presented with the Artist Achievement Award by Tony Bennett at the 1996 Billboard Music Awards. October 14th, same year, she gave birth to Lord's Lola Maria Cicione Leone, her daughter with fitness trainer Carlos Leone. Biographer Mary Cross writes that although Madonna often worried that her pregnancy would harm Evita, she reached some important personal goals. Now, 38 years old, Madonna had at least triumphed on screen and achieved her dream of having a child both in the same year. She had reached another turning point in her career, reinventing herself and her image with the public. Her relationship with Carlos Leon ended in May of 97, and she declared that they were better off as best friends. After Lourdes's birthday, Madonna became involved in Eastern mysticism and Kabbalah, introduced to her by actress Sandra Bernhard. Her seventh studio album, Ray of Light, reflected this change in her perception and image. She collaborated with electronica producer William Orbit and wanted to, wanted to create a sound that could blend dance music with pop and British rock. American music critic Ann Powers explained that what Madonna searched for with Orbit was a kind of lushness that she wanted for this record. Techno and rave were happening in the 90s and had a lot of different forms. And they were very experimental. More hard stuff like Aphex Twin. There was party stuff like Fat Boy Slim, and that's not what Madonna wanted for this. She wanted something more like a singer-songwriter, really, and William Orbit provided her with that. The album garnered critical acclaim with Slant Magazine calling it one of the great pop masterpieces of the 90s. Ray of Light was honored with four Grammy Awards, including Best Pop Album and Best Dance Recording, and was nominated for both Album of the Year and Record of the Year. Rolling Stone listed it among the 500 greatest albums of all time. Commercially, the album peaked at number one in numerous countries and sold more than 16 million copies worldwide. The album's lead single, Frozen, became Madonna's first single to debut at number one in the UK, while in the US it became her sixth number two single, selling another record for Madonna as the artist with the most number two hits. The second single, Ray of Light, debuted at number five on the Billboard 100. The 1998 edition of Guinness Book of World Records documented that no female artist has sold more records than Madonna around the world. She founded Ray of Light Foundation, which focused on women, education, global development, and humanitarianism. She recorded the single Beautiful Stranger for the 99 film Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, which earned her a Grammy Award for Best Song Written for a Motion Picture, Television, or Other Visual Media. Madonna starred in the 2000 comedy drama film The Next Best Thing, directed by John Schlesinger. The film opened at number two on the U.S. box office with 5.9 million grossed in its first week, 
but this quickly diminished. She also contributed two songs to the film's soundtrack, a cover of Don McLean's 1971 song American Pie, and an original song, Time Stood Still, the former became her ninth UK number one single. Madonna released her eighth studio album, Music, in September of 2000. It featured elements from the electronica-inspired Ray of Light era and, like its predecessor, received acclaim from critics. Collaborating with French producer Mirwas Amadazi, Madonna commented, I love to work with the weirdos that no one knows about, the people who have raw talent and who are making music unlike anyone else out there. Music is the future of sound. Stephen Thomas Irwine from All Music felt that music blows by in a kaleidoscope rush of color, technique, style, and substance. It has so many depth and layers that it's easily as self-aware and earnest as Ray of Light. The album took the number one position in more than 20 countries worldwide and sold 4 million copies in the first 10 days. In the U.S., music debuted at the top and became her first number one album in 11 years since Like a Prayer. It produced three singles, The Hot 100 Number One, Music, Don't Tell Me, and What It Feels Like for a Girl, the music video of What It Feels Like for a Girl depicted Madonna committing acts of crime and vandalism and was banned by MTV and VH1. Madonna met director Guy Ritchie in the summer of 1998 and gave birth to their son Rocco John Ritchie in Los Angeles on August 11th of 2000. Rocco and Madonna suffered complications from the birth due to her experiencing placenta previa. He was christened at Dornoch Cathedral in Dornoch, Scotland on the 21st of December in 2000. Madonna married Ritchie the following day at nearby Skibo Castle after an eight-year absence from touring. Madonna started her Drowned World Tour in June of 2001. The tour visited cities in the U.S. and Europe and was the highest-grossing concert tour of the year by a solo artist earning $75 million from 47 sold-out shows. She also released her second greatest hits collection, GHV2, which compiled 15 singles during the second decade of her recording career. The album debuted at number 7 on the Billboard 200 and sold 7 million units worldwide. Madonna starred in the film Swept Away, directed by Richie, released direct-to-video in the UK, and the film was a commercial and critical failure. May of 2002, she appeared in London in the West End play Up for Grabs at the Wyndham's Theatre, billed as Madonna Ritchie, to universally bad reviews, and was described as the evening's biggest disappointment by one. That October, she was released... She really, yeah, October... That October, she released Dying of the Day, the title song of the James Bond film Dying of the Day, in which she had a cameo role described by Peter Brush Bradshaw from The Guardian as incredibly wooden. The song reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 and was nominated for both a Golden Globe Award for Best Original Song and a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Original Song. Now to the 2000 to 2003 to 2006, she collaborated with fashion photographer Stephen Klein for an exhibition named Ecstatic Process, which ran from March to May in the New York's Beach Projects Gallery and also traveled the world in an edited form. The same year, she released her ninth studio album, American Life, which was based on her observations of American society. She explained that the record was like a trip down memory lane, looking back at everything I've accomplished and all the things I once valued, and all the things that were important to me. Larry Flick from The Advocate felt that American Life is an album that is among her most adventurous and lyrically intelligent, while condemning it as a lazy half-arsed effort to sound and take her seriously. The original music video of its title track caused controversy due to its violence and anti-war imagery and was withdrawn after the 2003 invasion of Iraq started. Madonna voluntarily censored herself for the first time in her concert due to the political climate of the country, saying that there was a lynch mob mentality that was going on that wasn't pretty and I have children to protect. The song stalled at number 37 on the Hot 100. 
And while the album became her lowest-selling album at that point with 4 million copies worldwide. She gave another provocative performance later that year at the 2003 MTV Video Music Awards when she kissed singers Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera while singing the track Hollywood. In October of 2003, she provided guest vocals on Spears' single, Me Against the Music. It was followed with the release of Remixed and Revisited. The EP contained remixed versions of songs from American Life, included Your Honesty, previously unreleased track from the Bedtime Stories recording sessions. Madonna also signed a contract with Callaway Arts and Entertainment to be the author of five children's books. The first of these books, titled The English Roses, was published in September of 2003. The story was about four English schoolgirls and their envy and jealousy of each other. The book debuted at the top of New York Times bestseller list and became the fastest-selling children's picture book of all time. She donated all of its proceeds to a children's charity. The next year, Madonna and Maverick sued Warner Music Group and its former parent company Time Warner, claiming that mismanagement of resources and poor bookkeeping had cost the company millions of dollars. In return, Warner filed a countersuit alleging that Maverick had lost tens of millions of dollars on its own. The dispute was resolved when the Maverick shares owned by Madonna and Ronnie Dashev were purchased by Warner. Madonna and Dashev's company became a wholly owned subsidiary of Warner Music, but Madonna was still signed to Warner under a separate recording track contract. In mid-2004, she embarked on the Reinvention World Tour in the U.S., Canada, and Europe. It became the highest-grossing tour of 2004, earning around $120 million and became the subject of her, her documentary. I'm going to tell you a secret. In 2004 of November, she was inducted into the U.K. Music Hall of Fame as one of its five founding members, along with the Beatles, Elvis Presley, Bob Marley, and U2. Rolling Stone ranked her at number 36 on its special issue of the 100 Greatest Artists of All Time, featuring an article about her written by Britney Spears. In January 2005, Madonna performed the cover version of the John Lennon song Imagine at Tsunami Aid. But, you know, she also performed at the Live Aid Benefit concert in London in July 2005. Her 10th album, studio album, Confessions of on a Dance Floor, was released in November of 05. Musically, the album was structured like a club set composed by a DJ. It was acclaimed by critics with Keith Caulfield from Billboard commenting that the album was a welcome return to form for the Queen of Pop. The album won a Grammy Award for Best Electronic Dance Album. Confessions on a Dance Floor and its lead single, Hung Up, went on to reach number one in 40 and 41 countries, respectively, earning a place in Guinness World Records. The song contained a sample of ABBA's Gimme, 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 A Man After Midnight, only the second time that ABBA has allowed their work to be used. ABBA's songwriter Bjorn Ovasis remarked, It is a wonderful track, 100% solid pop music. Sorry, the second single, became Madonna's 12th number one single in the UK. She embarked on the Confessions Tour in May 2006, which had a global audience of 1.2 million and grossed over 193.7 million, becoming the highest grossing tour to that date for a female artist. Madonna used religious symbols such as the crucifix and crown of thorns in the performance of Live to Tell. It caused the Russian Orthodox Church and the Federation of Jewish Communities of Russia to urge all their members to boycott her concert. At the time, or at the same time, the International Federation of the Phonographic Industry announced officially that Madonna had sold over 200 million copies of her albums alone worldwide. And while on tour, founded charitable organization Raising Malawi and partially funded an orphanage in and traveling to that country. And while there, she decided to adopt a boy named David Banda in October of 2006. The adoption raised a strong public reaction because Malawian law requires would-be parents to reside in Malawi for one year before adopting, which Madonna did not do. 
She addressed this on the Oprah Winfrey show, saying that there was no written adoption laws in Malawi that regulated her foreign adoption. Madonna also described how Banda had been suffering from pneumonia after suffering surviving malaria and tuberculosis while they first when they first met. Banda's biological father, Johan, commented, The so-called human rights activists are harassing me every day, threatening me that I am not aware of what I'm doing, and they want me to support their court case, a thing I cannot do, for I know what I agreed with Madonna and her husband. The adoption was finalized in May of 2008. Between 2007 and 2011, she made uh, more films, and she released and performed the song Hey You at the London Live Earth concert in July of 2007. She announced her departure from Warner Brothers Records and declared a new $120 million, 10-year, $360 deal with Live Nation. She produced and wrote I Am Because We Are, which is a documentary on the problems faced by Malawins. It was directed by Nathan Rissman, who worked as Madonna's gardener, and she also directed her first film, Filth and Wisdom. The plot of it really, let's see, the, the plot of the film revolved around her three friends and their aspirations. The Times said she had done herself proud, while the Daily Telegraph described the film as not an entirely unpromising first effort, but Madonna would do well to hang on to her day job. On March 10, 2008, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in her first year of eligibility. She did not sing at the ceremony, but asked fellow Hall of Fame inductees and Michigan natives, the Stooges, to perform her songs, Burning Up and Ray of Light. She went on to release her 11th studio album, Hard Candy, containing R&B and urban pop influences, and... She also was declared, um, I don't know if she, you know, let's see. In her husband, for, for that, let's see. Um, you could scroll down and pretty much go through everything else. And she, right now, she's going to be under the contract. On her 63rd birthday, she announced her return to Warner in a global partnership which grants the label her entire recorded music catalog, including the last three Interscope albums. That's Madonna's company, Boy Toy Inc. And they own the masters for MDNA, Rebel Heart, and Madame X. And they were only licensed to Interscope through Live Nation. Under the contract, Madonna launched a series of catalog reissues beginning in 2022 to commemorate the 40th anniversary of her recording career, starting with the release of the remix album, Finally Enough Love, 50 Number Ones, on June 24th. What a career she's had spanning over 40 years, folks. And of course, she's got more and more in her her legacy that we have even yet to cover. But we're running out of time. And I know you want me to talk more about her. Well, we'll talk more about her later on in another season. We've got other people to look at. Even her legacy is something to even marvel about. One thing for certain I will say to close the program is Madonna has stood the test of time with the critics, but her fans are the true measure of her success. And that means more than any critic could ever give to her, good or bad. Another thing to remember about Madonna is she has a dark side, and she used that to her advantage. But in the end, Madonna always comes out on top with her great music. Whatever film she starred in always hit box office beats, and she will be probably most recognized for all the things that she's done on her awards and achievements, her discography, filmography, her tours, enterprises, and anything else associated with this queen of pop. Her legacy stands true to the test of time, and we are grateful for doing her legacy here tonight on The Legacy of Queens. Next week on the program, we're going to be looking at an interesting um, group that came out of the hip-hop era, and they were a production duo from New York City. Its current members are Juju and Psycho Less. And they're from the Dominican, they're Dominican American from Corona. And 
Jackson Heights, Queens. And although only peripheral members, they are routinely acknowledged by Q-Tip as being members of native tongues. And they were originally a trio before fashion, and then now known as Al Tariq. And then he went on to a solo career. And then VIC, Groove Merchants, Ghetto Pros, was also a member of this interesting production team for a while. We will look at the Beat Nuts <laughs> next week on The Legacy of Queens. I'm Jason DeCanio. Have yourself a great rest of the Memorial Weekend. We'll see you in June for our episode number 50. From all of us here, have a great night. We will see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you.